Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, Matt will keep on typing on his computer. I was waiting for my 60 Minutes music. Did you have a 60 Minutes question? I was quickly typing it right right now. That's what I was typing. You got it. No one's prepared today. (laughs) Section 336. Section 336. Section 336. It's the new Baltimore generation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk, and, by the way, Baltimore's best sports talk. I am your dearly centering host, Matt Soroka, and as always, I'm joined by the Zane Barrani! I'm glad you finally took those sunglasses off, Matt, because I had sunglasses on in the car, and I almost thought about wearing them into the studio, but I thought, nah, that would be stupid. And then, as soon as I get in here, you're the one wearing sunglasses <laughs> indoors, so... Yeah, Matt. Matt gave me his excuse earlier. I, you have a, a glaucoma outbreak or something? No, th- these are prescription sunglasses, and I forgot my real my real glasses, <laughs> and so I can't see I can't see anything without wearing these sunglasses. Yep, typical blind man excuse. That's what Mister Magoo used to say all, all right. the time. Just like all the guys at the uh, at ten o'clock at the baseball game, still wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> oh, I, you look cool. You look cool. I just I can't tell if you're looking at me and in your eyes. Say so much. Like, I can't tell if a story I'm telling is going anywhere. Yeah, if you roll your eyes like that, then I know to cut the story short. But if you you give me the engaged look, then I know what's going on. All right. Well, whenever I talk to you, I'll take them off. And then when I go back to the computer screen, I'll put them back on. Perfect. Perfect. It Uh, would also help if you didn't have, like, the tiniest font ever on your screen right now. Oh, yeah. I could just increase my font size. (laughs) There is that that capability. I wish you could increase everything like this with just a couple clicks of the button. So here is my... I wish you could. I wish you could increase what the Orioles do at the plate by just clicking a That's button. That's what I'm saying. Could or I, just uh, ask a couple South African doctors to increase what you got going on. So here is my uh, here is my my intro question that Josh didn't let me do. <laughs> you mean that you didn't have ready? And thankfully, I played the long intro. That was three minutes. So I didn't have anything ready it. either. Though this is more of a statement. So Alex Cobb struggles struggles again. No, 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 no. But this is your joke from last week. This is last week you went with. You wanted this question. 
So Alex, can I finish my joke first? Uh, go ahead. Let's hear about Cause, it. Because last one I was said, I said, is he still getting the cobwebs? Right, out? you were going cobwebs. This is, I'm going different here. Okay. Do you know All where right. I'm going? You don't know where I'm going. Where are you going? Because uh, I'm not going. I'm not picking the low fruit either. A lot of people pick the low fruit. I don't pick the low fruit. So Alex Cobb struggles again, but in good news, with all these players running around the bases when Cobb is pitching. Hold on, let me start again. I think I could deliver that better. <laughs> so Alex Cobb struggles again, but in good news, with all these players running around with, with the, around the bases when Cobb is pitching, he will at least keep all these cobblers in business. <laughs> like, uh, like the like shoes? A shoe like a shoe cobbler. Okay. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> uh, that's a bit of a stretch. I think I liked it better last week with the uh, Alex Cobb-Ryan Webb connection. Yeah, yeah. The cobweb could have could have really. I, I'm just. I'm and trying I, to. I'm trying to talk about cob by, with a avoid, uh, with a avoided corn. I would have so, just and I would have just gone with this. The sounds like and gone the t- the turkey route with instead of gobble go cobble cobble cobble. Okay. And go that route. Well, you guys also have the opportunity to write your own questions or make your own sixty minutes. Yeah, day. I just need to remember to yeah. do it. Okay. And we got the early Cobblers. start today. We're starting at six o'clock today. Early Look, start. Hard start. Cobblers is someone who repairs shoes because they're running around all the bases. They need cobblers mm-hmm. because they're getting right. shoes are getting so worn from around sure. the bases. Is, is that the new challenge now? Who can make the best Alex Cobb reference each week? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think so. But it has to be clever and unique. All right. Nothing lazy. All right. So everyone's question next week has to be about Alex Cobb. About Alex Cobb. And we'll see uh, if we with the best one. Mine will be somehow related to how Alex Cobb really is just the next Ebaldo Jimenez. Okay. That's not a pun or a play on his name at all. <laughs> so I think you're going to lose. Yeah. yeah but work, I, how, if, I, if I'm right, how can I be wrong? Okay. You can be right, but you can still be a loser. How about that? I, I, I can go with that. Right. I'd rather be right than you know, you know, be a loser. You know who's not a loser? Who's that? Bert and I. Why's that? Because we've been to two Oriole games, ah. two wins. I'm 1-0. Oh. We're 2-0. I'm, I'm also not a loser. Yeah. <laughs> what, how many wins do we have? Six? Seven? We've seen like half of them or a third of them. Yeah, that's pretty pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> but we, it says a lot about us yeah. that we, we, should need, we should go to more games. Well, see, we need, we need to do things. And uh, like I, I, I'm trying to do our part, so I changed our intro music back to the really long Section 336 song. Okay. Because the Orioles haven't won, haven't played well since we've been going back to that old one. Right. So uh, I'm doing that. And we, we went to games. We've seen two wins. Yes. Thought about going Saturday, and then I saw it was Tillman, and I said, oh, well, I don't want to mess up my streak. So, But that's a game we won, right? No, we won uh, Friday. Oh, that's right. We won Friday when we were there. When Dylan Bundy pitched. If you guys just go to Dylan Bundy games, then yes, then we I both, think I think you'll well, be rather successful. And that, we're going back on Thursday, but Bundy's pitching Wednesday. Ooh. So ooh. I think we're going to get Tillman on Thursday when we're, when we're back ooh. at Camden Yards. Or I might go on. Then maybe I'll go on Wednesday instead. <laughs> um uh, we should start the show with saying a hello to Jamie, the oh, yeah. coconut who said hello to us on Friday night at the game. In Section 334. Of course, yeah. Jamie sits in Section 336, like, like a real 336. He like real is more coconut. entitled to this podcast than, 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 than we are, frankly. <laughs> so that's embarrassing right. for us. But, yeah. I think he's in the front row, too. I saw him sit down in All the front right. row. That's that's prime seating. I right don't there. like the front row. No? No, I tried it out, and there's a reason I chose row three for us. Why uh, Why don't you like the front row? You don't like the more leg room? Uh, you don't get you get a little more leg room only if you stick your legs through the bars, but I don't like that the bars are in the way a little bit. Mm. Like in the eye line? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Or I couldn't see that because it's in the <laughs> eye line. Get it? Right. Stupid. 
right. <laughs> so can we talk about the Orioles here? Sure. Uh, yeah. Let's get depressed. Let's start with this. The Orioles' record is 6-16. Six and 16. Yikes. Six wins, 16 losses. Mm-hmm. For a winning percentage of .273. Okay. They currently sit... Um, what eleven and a half back? I, mean, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, it's eleven and a half. Eleven and a half back. Um, but good news is, in the wild card, they're only seven and a half back. Oh, okay. Who's right. watching? Who's watching those wild card standings? I know this guy is. <laughs> um, about the only thing you can watch right now. How it, we're we're twenty three games in. Okay. Oh, okay. Was that I hurt me? myself? Oh, okay again. That, that was, was me. I opened up the. Uh, I tried to make sure the stream was working. Okay. Um, are you streaming okay? Uh, the, how's the how's stream, your stream? The how's stream your stream? Is is crystal is it flowing? clear? All right, nice smooth flow. I asked that guy in South Africa how his stream is. The you know everyone doesn't listen to the pre-show, so they're probably missing <laughs> that that South Africa. Yeah, tune into the pre pre-show to hear get all the inside jokes. Um, is how how surprised are you, Bert Rohde, about this start that there was? Well, we we talked about this. I I am genuinely surprised. Uh. You know, we we took three out of four from the Yankees. I'm like, okay, all right, the Yankees are a good team, uh, but then getting destroyed by the the Tigers, uh, the Boston Red Sox are ridiculous right now. Nobody's beating them unless you're the Oakland Athletics, and then you know hit them, which uh, everyone around here got a nice little uh, chuckle. The after. Orioles never been right. no hit. That's right, never have. Not I.e., the Orioles are right. a better offensive team <laughs> than Boston. We, we, never, we never get our first hit until the eighth inning. Yeah, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. I am surprised, but I've been giving it some thought because, in hindsight, the, all of the clues were there. I think the Orioles knew they were going to be terrible this year. I think, you know, I saw interviews in um, spring training with guys like Chris Davis and Manny Machado where they said things like, you know, everyone's writing us off. Pakoda's going to rank us in finishing fifth under 500. But I think, uh, I think we're going to surprise a lot of teams this year, surprise a lot of the pundits surprise a lot of the fans and you know what we are surprised we're surprised that they're this terrible and in hindsight all of the clues were there all of a sudden they have this new promotion where kids get in free this never happened before where the stadium is more empty than it's ever been before and now you can bring in your kids for free because who wants to buy literally letting people in for free exactly you don't want to buy a ticket for your kid uh when it's subpar baseball where you're not going to see a hit till the seventh inning where they now we'll talk about this later but we've instilled theme nights which uh were along the level of like the frederick keys now nothing against the frederick keys but promotions like this belong in the minor league where you need to bring in a frisbee dog to get people's butts in the seats when is the monkey coming in to ride the dog to chase the goats last time i checked this is a major league baseball team yeah and all of a sudden we have to have a game of thrones and star wars nights uh just to get people in the stadium i get game of thrones and i got star wars it was the bark in the park that got me as that's a little minor league-ish but it's still teams that that are good and sell out every night. They don't need this kind of garbage. No, every team does Star Wars and Game of Thrones. They started it last year. Yeah. Every team jumps on those two franchises because those two franchises are bigger than Major League Baseball. If we've wa- learned anything watching these games, uh, besides what happens on the field, it's that it's not just the Orioles that have a problem with attendance. All, all every Oriole away game has been really low attendance. The White Sox had a game with 700 people that came out. Wow. I mean, and I, I know we love to bash and say that people don't go to the Oriole games. And we, we've gone to two games. One of them was nice weather. The other was cold. Watching baseball when it's cold sucks. And we've yeah, gotten, we have to bring a blanket. Yeah, and we've gotten <laughs> actually the nicer weather games for us 
but I can totally understand not going when it's cold or rainy or they suck. What what has happened to my pod? I just but, asked you about if you were surprised by the start of the Orioles, and now you're taking down this in attendance route? No. He's, no. No, he's saying that the Orioles uh, knew that it was going to be bad, so that's why they're trying to do these gimmicks. And not, not to mention, the last yeah. thing I had on here for they knew they were going to be bad is you give Manny Machado control over the team, essentially saying, I want to play shortstop. Okay, Manny, you can play shortstop. So we're willing to put a guy like right. Tim Beckham at third base who has no business playing third yes. base at a major yeah. league level. Now, I wanna, yeah. So I, we're going to cater right. to a superstar because we know the season's going to tank anyway. Right. Yeah. That's, can we... Can we bring up the Manny at short discussion? I want to talk about that a little bit later. Sure. Uh, because I really and I want to, to talk about that. Bark in the Park some more later, too, so we'll talk about that. <laughs> I got some views on that, too. All right. I, um, oh, I do, too. I, I hate dogs. <laughs> this is like the dog-hating podcast. It's well established yeah. on the show that I don't like dogs. Right. Yeah, I won't be going to that game, either. <laughs> um, I won't be in, near Baltimore in that game. <laughs> but, uh, all right, here's the thing. The Orioles... We went into this season saying, all right, we've got a good lineup. If the pitching looks like it's got potential, and I think the biggest surprise has been that the starting pitching has been okay. It's had some highlights. If your name isn't Alex if Cobb or Chris Tillman. Yes, but but Cashner's been good. Or Mike Wright. Uh, Bundy's been great. Galsman's been good. And the biggest surprise is this lineup. The surprise of... Uh, the surprise that Davis is at 164, Beckham's at 175. These, the surprise that Santander is your everyday right fielder. The fact that Joseph is at 100, that Sardinius is 118, that Sardinius is even on your team is ridiculous. Until a week ago, I'd never even heard of Sardinius. Yeah, it's it's and, crazy that this team, more than ever in the past seven years. This team this year needed Ryan Flaherty. <laughs> they did. They screwed that up, and Ryan Flaherty is having the, the season of his life. It's just, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's really crazy. I did not think this is where the Orioles would be going into this. Knowing April was really tough, and knowing that we had, if we could get through 500 in April, we'd be in really good shape. I am just shocked at how bad this offense is because on paper it doesn't make sense on the preseason well we commented and, when we were at the game on friday night or at least i commented because once you get past chris davis at the number five hitter you got tim beckham santander cisco and sardinias right. that's a bottom half of the lineup that's not scaring anybody no no and and the fact even that, chris davis isn't really scaring anybody and we all knew tillman was 50 50 we all knew mike wright was bad but for Alex Cobb to be your worst pitcher is is crazy and not something we could have predicted. Well, and and I know a cup Alex Cobb's pitched twice in both of his starts. He hasn't been good, obviously. No, but he's also been the victim of some terrible defense. Yes, because of guys like Sardinius and yeah. and Tim Beckham. The defense anchoring your infield. Yes, the defense has been a major problem this year as well. How about you, Matt? Before we start tearing apart each player. Were you surprised by this? No, I knew they would suck the whole time. I was trying to tell you guys, the beginning of the season, the team's going to suck. No one listened to me. <laughs> Let's pull up that whole right. prediction episode. We I did. think you were the most positive. <laughs> nah, th- what's, what's going on? There's a couple of things here. That, that's Sardinia's. I'm glad you brought him up because and this is – a lot of people are criticizing Dan Duquette for putting this team together. I, I, I find little to criticize with, with Dan Duquette when this, except for the Cesar Ardenas. 
in that this was our best option when one infielder went down. Yeah, yeah. And this is the best option. And he is not a major league player, but he's here because we messed up with Ryan Flaherty. And, but, right, and that's the that's the frustrating thing is it was just a straight mess up. But but there, I mean, who who are if you if I asked you who are the top three hitters on your on, on this team, who are the top three hitters not just this year but right now, who, who are the top three hitters on this team? Machado, Mancini, Jones, scope. Yeah, I would say Machado, Mancini, scope. Two of which are out right now, and not a lot of people are talking about it. But it hurts to have. I know Mancini's only been out for a couple of days, but that kills your lineup. Yeah, and not having scope hurts your lineup a lot too, we're, we're defensively and offensively. Yeah, we're recording this Monday before the Monday night game. Mancini's missing his third game in a row. Yeah, mm. and you, you take the, if you take two of the top three hitters out of any lineup, it's going to have a negative effect on that lineup. Yeah. It's going to be hard. The problem to is run. this lineup sucked before the, they went out. Well, and I think the backups who you have replacing Mancini. And scope certainly is a huge. It's drop. A, it's a big drop off. I mean, we're, yeah. we're we're a team that's top heavy without without depth, at least depth that's ready. And Santander is an interesting case because Santander, I think, after spring training, they thought, oh man, we we found something here. Right. Everyone was so high on Santander, and in, in uh, uh, once the end of spring, once spring training ended, that it seemed like, oh, th- this guy is not just here for forty four days. This right. guy's here He's to stay. Stick around. And it turns out that no, he he appears not to be ready for the majors. Right. And then, yeah, it's, it's almost it's shocking the averages, right? That you have Machado at at three fifty six. Hold on, I got to go to the glasses. Sorry, bro. Yeah, it's shocking. Just, <laughs> just don't look me in the eye. They can't hit the ball. And then outside of Mancini at two eighty four, the next highest guy is two fifty six, and that's Francisco. And under that, it's it's no one is even above two forty mm-hmm. outside of three guys. And so this is, I mean. It's it's very surprising that the the offense has been this bad. That Tim Beckham has been this bad. Um, I I look at this roster and I think, oh, these are some good players here, uh, right. but they're just they're not performing at all. And then everything that could go wrong has gone wrong with the defense. Even the bullpen has 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 not played that well. No, um, Brock not pitched is, that well. Brock is crap. And so, uh, I, I'm surprised. I'm well, surprised. And I have one other thing here that I forgot to add to the. In hindsight, we should have seen this coming. That they've kept three rule five guys. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's them tanking. Yeah, to to take a word from uh, Brian well, Gumble. Well, we're down to two now. Yeah, but but that's what I, I mean. I mean this. Uh, that's uh, when I, when I'm watching the game now. I think this is what tanking looks like. Yeah. And if you look at our lineup, minus Trey Mancini, min, min, minus Jonathan Scope. This is what tanking minus looks Man like. Machado. Uh, Machado's you know yeah. on loan well, right now. I mean, the, the crazy thing is, is we have one of the best starting pitchers probably we ever had. The certainly best starting pitcher we've had since Mike Messina and <laughs> ACE potentially. Yeah, yeah. And he's, <laughs> I think we start using the a, the yeah, A word. We've got an ace. With, he's a superstar with one win. Yeah, that's well, a problem. I know he needs to pitch better. The wins doesn't wins. mean anything. Though. No, it's show, but it's the fact that, but it doesn't mean anything as far as that pitcher. It means a lot with how this team is playing. Right. That that they cannot get their ace who's going seven innings of uh, a win. But but my but my point is we have one of the best starting pitchers in baseball this mm-hmm. year. We also have a top five player just in baseball in Manny Machado, right. who's now leading the league in home runs. Yeah, all solo shots. Yeah, yeah, eight home runs, all of them solo home runs. But even even the, this a little bit reminds me of that White Sox teams a couple years ago that had Chris Sale and and a couple good hitters, but didn't have enough. I mean, you can't win with in baseball with two great players. Right. right. And so right now someone else needs to start playing great or, and I mean, I don't know. Is the season done? I, I mean, I, 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 I came up with this line. I want to know what you guys think about it. It's that a team can't lose the pennant in, or can't win the pennant in April, but a team can lose the pennant in April. That's a line I just came up with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, 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 
and that's the have question. we lost the pennant? Not yet, but the question we've got we've got Scope coming back, we've got Trombo coming back, we have uh Britain coming back. The real question is gonna be how big is the hole when those guys come back? Because if Britain comes back in June and we're not up to five hundred yet, what's the point? Take it easy, sell them all. I mean, the the question is, this is a deeper hole than any of us expected, and we're not seeing any... Uh, it's a deeper hole. Can you use the term... I like the term wider hole. Okay, fine. <laughs> this is this a is wider a, hole. This is a wider hole. Yeah, I like that image better. ...than anyone's uh, planned, and it's really, what can we do about it? The the Red Sox are going to come back down to earth. They've lost two in a row. Right. They're, they're settling down. But what, what comes first? The Red Sox get 10 losses, or the Orioles get 10 wins? Um, uh, hopefully the Orioles get ten wins. <laughs> Neither. I mean, it's just it's crazy. You gotta hope that when we go into uh, this this stre- home stretch that's starting out rough with Cleveland, hopefully you can split it today. And then you got Tampa Bay and Detroit in town, two bad teams. But we just got swept by Detroit, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, we did. So I, I are, they're rebuilding though, aren't they? They are rebuilding. Right. They, they are actually tanking. The tanking teams are beating us. <laughs> right. That's how bad it is. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's frustrating. I mean, I get why they don't do cats in the park because cats in the park doesn't go, rhyme like like a meow in the park doesn't rhyme like bark <laughs> in the park. But I still would prefer a meow in the park over. Can you imagine if everyone brought their cat to Camden Yards? Now that would be a good time. I don't mind the theme nights because we've been what about asking, We've been asking for creativity for a long time. Yeah, I just I hate, don't think this is very creative. Like I don't think this is very creative. Yeah, like ferrets in the park would be creative. Bunch of ferrets <laughs> running around. How about jer- hamsters and little hamster balls everywhere? That, I'd like that. That would be creative. I'd get behind that. Bark in the park. I just hope that one of the dogs gets loosened on the field. I know it happens at minor league games once in a while. I just hope it happens in Camden Yards. Is it weird that I kind of want one of the LGBT pride hats? I kind of like it. Yeah, you like, you like I, I like that hat. I think I'm going to get one. I don't think it's yeah. weird. Um, how many dogs going to the stadium are going to be named Cal for Bark in the Park? There'll be a lot of cows, a lot of Brooks. Brooks, yeah. yeah. Trey. Lot, some, uh, some I bet Trace. Manny. I bet you there's a bunch of Mannies. I know a couple Manny dogs. Yeah. I don't like to be near them, but <laughs> at the end of the Sandlot theme, they're gonna play the Sandlot movie because no one's ever seen it. before. So all the kids can hang out when but they I like, do. I like the idea of a Sandlot themed Orioles shirt. When they do Game of Thrones, are they gonna play an episode of Game of Thrones for yes. all the kids at yeah. the end right. as well to make it nice and family friendly? Preferably yeah. a really graphic one. All right. Yeah. Hopefully they chop off Chris be- Davis's head because they're all about they're all about the kids, <laughs> all about the kids. I don't know if that happens in Game of Thrones. I've never seen it. There's quite a few head chops. I know there's I'm- some nudity. I don't think that would go over well on the jumbotron, uh, but I think the violence we can go with. I think they would. Orioles fans, and this goes to one of your notes I saw in the, in the show notes. I think maybe Mark Trumbo would be a more appropriate person to, to get his head chopped off. Get his head chopped because off. of the pie stat. Yeah, the that pie he, stat. That he is the reason for this. Why didn't you bring that up as the reason you knew this season was going to be bad? That, that's another one. Yeah. I, well, uh, I saw on Twitter, Matt uh, Kremnitzer, uh, he's from Camden Depot, posted uh, that the Orioles are 11 and 36 since Mark Trumbo put the kibosh on pie celebrations. 11 and 36. That's, uh, that was back no on September pies. 3rd that's, of last year. Uh, that's incredible. <laughs> I can't wait for 100 years from now when we're talking about the curse of the pies. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what turned that's what really where it all went south. You can't upset the pie and baseball gods right. like that. No, no, no. The the pie gods have been so nice to the Orioles the past five years. Well this team and I think this is the point that Matt's trying to make, that this team is built on <laughs> On you just talk about yourself in the third person? <laughs> <laughs> no, because Matt is the guy who tweeted it out. Oh, oh, Matt from Camden Depot. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about sort of... yourself. <laughs> this is the point that Bert's trying to make. <laughs> Matt's trying to make a really good point right now. Please listen. Um, no, the that this team was built on team chemistry and mm-hmm. a, 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 a magic that went along with te- team chemistry. And the 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 pies, the putting a, a kibosh on the pies – Put a kibosh on the chemistry and the magic that was working in that locker room. Yeah, I think that's the point he's trying to make. He I'm sucks just the fun out of the room. He would never try to make that point because he's on an- an- analytics and-, and logic or whatever. Um, <laughs> so he would never make that point. But I like to think that that's the point he's trying to make here. Right. Yeah. But you're right. This team was built in in fun, having fun and just enjoying playing together. And, and now it's, it's built on the Trumbo dictatorship. It's really, it's, <laughs> it's really hard to uh, see the team as having fun right yeah, now. Yeah, every time I see Trumbo, it's like that Denzel Washington and remember the Titans. This is not a democracy. This is a dictatorship. <laughs> Trumbo's not even right around there. anymore. I know. He still has that influence on the team. He's going to be back. I mean, honestly, though, watching Santander play every day, like I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm looking forward to Trumbo coming back. It's gotten that bad. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Trumbo coming What's back. It? Who's who's out there? Co- who's who's responsible for teaching Santander how to how to hit the cutoff man? Like that's little league. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Every time he throws it in from right field, it's going over the cutoff man's head to the guy standing at second base who needs to like all of a sudden pay attention because the ball's coming to them. And was it when yeah. there's not even a runner nearby? And well, yesterday he tried to throw it to second base. Because the runner was going to second base, and and San, and uh, Sardino uh, cut it off. It made no sense. Sardine, had, Sardine can. Yeah, they finally got a good throw where they were going to get a guy out at second, and they cut it off. It, this team is uh, <laughs> unwatchable. They're, they're frustrating. <laughs> Actually, the more terrible yeah. they get, the more watchable they might get just to see how terrible say, they get. It, It'll I, be like that, that, that 30 to 3 game. I mean, it's almost like Santander's a Rule 5 guy and Sardinius is a career minor, minor, minor <laughs> leaguer playing in the majors. Yeah, like, right, it's almost exactly. like that. So it's weird. almost like that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've watched every I've watched every game though. Watched every minute. I'm not bailing yet. Well, because I still think every I, week, I'm not watching when Chris Tillman pitches. I'll say that much. I'm not watching. Well, we're, we're going Thursday night. We have tickets. Okay, I'll, bring, I'll be wearing my paper bag. <laughs> I'll I'll have the uh, Orioles Why Not video on my phone. I'll just sit there and watch that. All right. Hey, Bert, you got some other fun show notes in here? I do. I added some news this week. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of baseball news going on. We mentioned briefly earlier seeing the Boston Red Sox get no hit. It was a lot of fun, even though they're 17-4. and four. Uh, The Orioles haven't been no hit, like we said. Yeah. We might have two no hitters still ahead of us this season. It's but right now, season. I think it's safe to say the Orioles' offense is better than the Boston Red Sox' offense because we haven't been no-hit yet. I hope you're being facetious there. Uh, did you guys see what happened in uh, San Francisco, or I guess it was uh, Anaheim last night? The Brandon Belt batting second oh, yeah, for yeah. the San Francisco Giants recorded a major league record 21 pitch at bat yeah. before finally getting out. It was out. like a 12-minute at yeah. bat or something, right? The longest yeah, it was a 12-minute at bat. It was a 29-minute first half of the inning, yeah. and there were no runs scored. <laughs> half hour for half an that, inning. That sounds like some Oriole baseball. Seriously, I thought that was kind of cool, though, a 21-pitch at bat. Hashtag pace of play. Pace of play, absolutely. Um, let's see, I, I texted a but couple But if you put a runner at second extra innings, it'll solve all that. Uh, currently occurring in the Toronto Blue Jays AA affiliate, they have the sons of three former Major League All-Stars 
all playing on the same team for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. And a lot of them was get one of them was getting a lot of hype in spring training. Vlad Guerrero yeah. Jr. Uh, you were he had seeing a his walk name off pop home up. Run. Yeah, he had a walk off yeah. home run in spring training. Pop walk off in spring training. Uh, so I think he's the the top prospect uh, or one of the top prospects yeah. in Toronto's organization. But also on his team is I don't know if I say this right. Kavan Biggio, the son of uh, Craig Biggio, a great second nice. baseman for he the Astros. Recently yeah. inducted in the Hall of Fame, I believe. Right. If yeah, inter. Yeah. I'm correct. That. Well, Craig Biggio's in the Hall of Fame. Wasn't he? A, was he? Has he? Has he been inducted? Or I'm pretty uh, sure. Or he is he just a nominee that's going in this year? Uh, yeah, we go. Craig Biggio made the Hall of Fame in 2015. There you go. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. And Vlad Guerrero's being inducted this July. Right. Yes. There you go. And the third one go is uh, Bo Bichette, who is the son of former outfielder Dante Bichette. Dante Bichette was outfielder for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, between the three of them, Biggio, the the former major leaguers, Craig Biggio, Dante Pichette, and Vlad Guerrero. They Guerrero. Made, Guerrero, former Oriole. Uh, made 20 all-star teams and belted more than 1,000 home runs among their 7,500 or so hits. Uh, so I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, Biggio, yeah. Biggio, Bichette, and Guerrero are all guys, you know, who we collected their baseball cards yeah. you know, back in the day. Biggio especially. Uh, he was I was more, more of a Jeff Bagwell guy, earlier. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that story was cool. Wanted to share that. Do you think they'll be interested in us trading Palmero's kid to <laughs> to them to add to add to their their team? Well, sure. We might not might not be too far off because uh, isn't don't we have um, Ryan Ripken? That's yeah. true. We got yeah. Ripken and Palmero. Ripken's at Delmarva and Palmero's at the Keys. So now we just need. Uh, I thought they were both at the Keys for some reason. Is Ripken at the Keys? I think they might both be at the I Keys. I don't think he is. What's uh, Joe uh, Orslack's kids up to? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I believe this was also in New Hampshire. No, Massachusetts. A lot of stories coming out of New England these days. Right. Uh, here's a story. Tom Brady. Uh, a high yeah. school team, Old Rochester High School of Mattapoisett, Massachusetts, traveled to nearby Lawrence last weekend to play Notre Dame Cristo Ray High School in an out-of-conference baseball game where they are. Uh, they went on to win 82 to nothing. Mm. 82 to nothing was the final score. Mm. Old Rochester is a regional high school team with a thriving athletics program. Meanwhile, Notre Dame Cristo Ray is a boys school with an enrollment of 100. <laughs> Why? <laughs> At 30 runs, don't you just quit if you're the other team and just go home? Like, I'm not even going back out to the field now. What are you doing? The head coach of Old Rochester realized a terrible mistake had been made. He had scheduled the game against the wrong Notre Dame Cristo Ray school. That's hilarious. But then it was too late to change anything, and the game began. Old Rochester scored 12 runs in the first inning, and the route was on. By the second inning, it was clear this was going to be a nightmarish game. By that, the coach said, by that time, we weren't sprinting down the line after hitting routine ground balls. And when we were hitting and when we were hitting balls 300 feet, we weren't taking extra bases. I don't know how many times I told we had the bases loaded and all they had to do was make and force out at any base and they couldn't make the plays. <laughs> so he's basically calling out this other team. That's so bad. Oh, wait, so, so the team that ran up the score, that coach is the one trash talking. Yes. He's, he's, he's pleading his case for how he tried to end the game. And you can say like, like, and, and I'm kind of on the coach's side here because in basketball, you can just kind of wait till the time runs out. But 
but in baseball, the other team has to get an out somehow. Yes. You, you, think, you can't make an out for them. Right. You, you think the other team's like just bunting the ball every time? Well, well they, they're not running to first base. But you've seen, like, we've seen Little League teams who are so bad that they can't even throw to first base. Like, that's the situation sure. here. Yeah. The guys can't even throw to first base. He said he tried to get the umpires to pull the plug on the game, but they said the teams needed to play a regulation five innings. So they began swinging at virtually any pitch that came their way. By the end of the game, 82 runs across the plate. After uh, he had some time to reflect, let's see. <laughs> he was trying to, uh, he regretted not making his players bunt more or take third strikes, but beyond that, there was little he could do. Yeah, there is. There's little you can do, yeah. right? Now, if you're the other team, though, I think next year you schedule again and you do some re- retaliation. For, uh, I mean, this is well, when the, high school baseball needs to the, police the, itself. Right. This is what steroids the, is for. Get this, though. There's going to be a rematch. The oh. coach said, I was sick to my stomach then and I'm still sick about it. The game never should have been played, and believe me, we've exhausted every option within our power to keep what happened from happening. They were a very young team and seemed very content to just be there and playing baseball, but that was an experience I never want again. (laughs) The teams will play again on May 19th, the second phase of a home-and-home, and and Caravallo said he'll play his junior varsity players for the rematch. <laughs> you know, and they'll, and they'll win 50 to nothing. And, and this, apparently there's a record of this. Per the Herald, it's not the worst beating in high school baseball history. That distinction belongs to 109-0 to thrashing in Iowa back in 1928. Yeah, records going back then? <laughs> what Of the? high school baseball? You know, every now and then there's shady stuff in high school ball. And I believe, Matt, you shared with us. Or just high that, school in that general. You've done a, <laughs> that you were part of a baseball team doing some little shade and stuff because of the team you were set up yeah, against. Yeah, you were telling we were playing uh, the model or model, I think model school of the deaf. And the our guy in first base wasn't get the sign to steal after, you know, the sign was sent multiple times. And so after a while, coach just said, hey, steal. And the other team, being deaf, couldn't um couldn't hear couldn't hear them shout it but apparently there's different levels of deafness and there's reading lips and so they got really offended that we would shout our our signs across the field (laughs) so yeah there there are some unwritten rules and for that i think we should have gotten a ball in the ear but the problem with a game like that is that was our coach was at fault (laughs) and you can't throw a ball in the ear of a coach and and, the more challenging the fence in the way and i feel like a deaf team would never throw a ball at an ear (laughs) like it's kind of like they they value your ear more than you do. I, like, I think that's I think actually it's appropriate it's pr- appropriate re- retribution an, an for, for an ear. Or or a guy in South Africa would never kick you in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one more here. Uh, All right, one more story. You guys uh, familiar with Evan Mathis? He's a former NFL player. Uh, was a lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, now retired. But the guy is an. I'm avid, more familiar with Evan Gaddis, catcher. But anyway, uh, go ahead. This is Evan Mathis. Mathis. Okay. Uh, He's an avid collector of sports memorabilia, and he was the proud owner of a 1952 Topps rookie card featuring New York Yankees legend Mickey Mantle, which uh, I know when I was a kid collecting baseball cards, uh, that was the the, uh, the, the one everyone wanted. The one everyone – I'm thinking of the the, the reference I'm supposed to make here. Uh, The hot fire. The creme de de la creme. Sure, the creme de la creme, what have you. That's the one you could look up in – in the Beckett Sports Magazine, I thought it was Honus Wagner was the one everyone wanted. Well, that yeah, that they were the two. Okay, Honus Wagner and uh, Mickey Mantle, nineteen fifty two rookie card. Uh, anyway, Evan Mathis, the avid collector, sold his nineteen fifty two Mickey Mantle rookie card near mint condition at an event, an auction event uh, this past week. His windfall narrowly missed the record three point twelve million paid in October two thousand sixteen for the exceedingly rare nineteen oh nine card featuring Hall of Famer Honus Wagner. So mm. Honus Wagner card fetched 
3.12 million in 2016 for a baseball card. This Mickey Mantle one that Evan Mathis sold at auction went for 2.88 million. Oh my god. The Mantle card had earned a 9 out of 10 rating from professional sports authenticators. Higher ratings generally translate to higher price tags, which makes sense. <laughs> so the, so the, the better the card is, the more money it makes. Absolutely. That, right. that, my, they feel like they could have left that sentence out of this article. <laughs> right. I think the cards are still a big deal, huh? This makes me want to bust out my old card. I got a Jeff Rebelay 1997 Jeff Rebelay Tops card got, in <laughs> 9 out of 10 mint condition. Do you think that would get I got a whole stack of some uh, Griffey rookies. Are Griffey rookies worth anything? Uh, I think only the 89 upper deck one. I probably got that one. I was a big Griffey fan. I, I, who who wasn't? wasn't? Yeah. But I grabbed a bunch of Griffey cards. I never. I always wanted the Cal Ripken rookie. You know the little three. I have three one. person. I, I have one. one of those. I don't know where it is. Never got one. As Are a kid. kids nowadays into baseball cards as much as we were into baseball cards when, when we were kids? Know. My girls are not. Yeah, girls. Maybe when my, my boy gets older. I don't know. But I mean, is the market shocked? is the market size for cards? No. now the size it was when we were no, kids. No, 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 no. It's way down. Yeah, it's uh, way down. Mathis didn't uh, reveal how much he paid to acquire the mantle card in the first place, so I don't know if he. Because it was a fake. He faked it. No, he got a 9 out of 10, which means it generally <laughs> translates into higher price tags. I'm sure he made money on that. Though. Yeah, I'm There's sure. no way he paid $2.8 million, But somebody did just pay $2.8 million for it. So. I would like to have one of those baseball cards. Or just the money to buy one of those baseball <laughs> cards. You think they buy those cards now as an investment? Like, is he going to buy that as an investment and then yeah, I don't know. sell it in 20 years? Yeah, I could... Got to think it only appreciates in value, some something like that. Not not a Jeff Rebelly nineteen ninety nine upper deck card. No, that's worthless. <laughs> not but, yet. I'm going to keep keep holding on to it. See the the thing, the reason those are so valuable is because there's so few of them. They're so rare. Everybody's got Jeff Rebelly cards in their basement somewhere. If you just looked hard enough, right? <laughs> right. That, and that's is that's right. what it is. When we were kids, they made so many baseball cards. Yeah, I got boxes and boxes. I. I would like I would take on the challenge. I can show up here next week with a Jeff Rebelay card. <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, not one of my favorite, just a funny reference. Uh, Teddy Beanbag Bagwell. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that I, what was it? I forget. Um, Corey Matthews' brother Eric. He brought it in Boy Meets World mm-hmm. with right. a baseball card or no, an autograph of of Teddy Beanbag Bagwell. And he paid like twenty bucks for it, but he's about to set the record for most beans ever he was two beans away for setting the record so he's gonna resell it as an investment but then <laughs> the second to last bean like it was a bean to the head and it ended his career <laughs> so he didn't get to reinvest it resell it so Th- this was there was no truth behind this is just no, the storyline of the sitcom yes, <laughs> yes. like yes. there wasn't really a guy no. okay no I mean, it's, but, it's, it's not that, that funny to make fun of uh no, this is concussions. All, this is yeah. no concussions. That, that was back before concussions were such a serious issue. It, it was back before concussions weren't funny, <laughs> <laughs> or back when they were still funny. No, you could still make jokes about getting <sighs> beamed in the head. But now it makes me wonder. I need you need to buy a baseball card or something of someone who's about to do something great, and then you can resell it. Who's about to do something oh, I great? You're saying someone who is about to die. Yeah, but then but then you end up with a whole bunch of like Greg Jeffries right. cards. What do you? What, yeah, you're going to go get Manny Machado. How are you going to surprise people if someone's about to get great? Everybody knows he's about to get great. And everybody and their mother's gonna have one of their cards. Oh, really? Yeah. Then, then tell me why why, why why Altuve was cut from four different baseball teams before he finally caught, caught on with the Astros. Yeah, huh? but by the time if, you knew who he was, what are you gonna go collect high school baseball cards? I think. How are you gonna find out before everyone else? The first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take the roster of that team that just won 87 to nothing. The old Rochester Cause, cause, boys because they probably got some players <laughs> on there. 
Old Rochester. I think it was just high school. I don't know why I called it a boys club. Can, can, can you imagine? There's probably a guy walking away from that game with like 30 RBIs in one game. You know what's worth something is if you had the scorebook from that game. Because that's a record that hasn't been touched since 1928, according that, to high school baseball uh, yeah. records. Hey, who's got that scorebook, I wonder, yeah. from 1928? It'd be a, that's one of those stories when you're like 50 years old telling your kids, well, eh, that's good that you got three RBIs. One game, I got... 30 RBIs in <laughs> yeah. one game and and you know the kids just making fun of his dad like you don't you guys don't know how sports work call me when you get 40 RBIs in right, game, exactly so. <laughs> that's true it's, no one see that story no one will ever believe that story you'll have to pull up the article Uncle Rico was on that team <laughs> a couple of comments from the chat rooms of course people did not like our comments about animals about dogs dogs, dogs. it's um, not animals it's just dogs John, uh, Jonathan says but dogs are so awesome and then some kind of sad emoji and then Spencer says, can't trust people who don't like dogs. And I liked his comment. I I, I, I get it. And I like other people's dogs, but dogs, there won't ever be one in my house. And dogs do not belong in the stadium. Yeah. All they do I is... Another guy recounts a, recounts a story about how his dog almost peed on the field exactly. in Norfolk when he's running around. Exactly. Mm. See? Mm. And I thought that was only you. Well, I, I'm, all I know is I'll be real mad if I get to our seat in section 334 and there's a turd in my seat. I, I stepped on a turd in the middle of Home Depot on Saturday. I was so mad. In the middle of Home Depot. What is that doing in Home Depot? I'm I, just glad that we've used the word turd twice in the one episode. I was in Lowe's, and, and I saw two dogs in there. In Lowe's. Yeah. It's ridiculous. People think they can take their dogs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem with dogs. We gotta, yeah. yeah, the problem with you dogs. You keep your dog locked up in the shed in the backyard right. like I, you're supposed I to. I used to not mind dogs, but people have ruined dogs. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a problem with dogs. It's their owners, right? Um, and Jonathan also reminds us of a theme we didn't talk about, yoga at the yard. Do you guys have any interest in yoga at the yard? I have no interest in yoga, whether it's at the yard or not. No, not particularly. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with yoga. It's just I mean, I'll, me. do we all have to wear yoga pants to go to yoga at the yard? Mm, no, that's wouldn't have a problem with that. I would not have a problem with that either. Actually, uh, yoga at the yard could be more entertaining than the Orioles at the yard. I've never worn yoga. Have you guys ever worn yoga pants? No. <laughs> no. Is that a thing guys wear or no? No, no. Guys don't wear yoga pants? I don't know why somebody hasn't started it, though. I mean, I'm sure it, they It makes have. sense. I'm sure they're comfortable. I mean, guys who do yoga wear yoga pants, right? Or don't? They just wear sweatpants? I think you can do it if you have great legs. I feel like my body is, <laughs> is pretty good for yoga pants. My body is a porta potty. <laughs> a couple of the comments in the chat room. Uh, Michael says on opening day, Jones got a pie in the face. Hasn't been one since. That's true. Yeah, and that was a. It wasn't that a shaving cream pie too. It was yeah. an opening day loophole. Yeah, it was a shaving cry. <laughs> and they and they didn't win another game for another week. Uh, and then Jacob says, "Sorry, I'm late, guys. Uh, didn't know you were starting early." That's on Josh. <laughs> That's on Josh. <laughs> That's, That's on, on Josh. Uh, Matt. I thought it was on you, Matt, because you were the one that said you couldn't do seven. What? Yeah. Matt, who, who, I, no, Matt, who tells us at five o'clock. I can't come in the studio today. That's what it's on. Do you, do you know what it is, guys? You guys don't understand this because you guys don't, don't have any kids. Oh, yeah, I'm you do. I'm Googling the eight best yoga pants for men to buy in 2018. <laughs> Sometimes The I, Lululemon Intent Joggers are the best overall yoga pants for men. Are they baggy, though, or are they like yoga pants? They're, they're saying they're, they're soft, sweat-picking pants. Yes. Yeah, are the ultimate yoga to power. Sweat-wicking? No, this says sweat-picking. I think they're, they're using the term loosely of yoga I think pants. These, I think these are sweatpants. Yeah. You were saying something, Matt? Yeah. Oh, I sometimes I forget that I have a kid. And okay. so, like, I knew my wife was going to work. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to come do the podcast here. And then I was like, oh, crap. What am I going to do with this kid? Yeah. 
Yeah, you can't just leave them at home. Yeah. Not till they're like 12 or something. Yeah. So I, I often still forget that I have a little human being I'm responsible for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it hits me at 5 o'clock, two hours before the show. Oh, what am I going to do with this, with, this, with this kid? You know, <laughs> can we bring it back to baseball a little bit? Sure. Because we uh, – I want to get into Manny Machado. I want to get into some more Burt stories. Burt, you have more notes over there? But I was thinking about there was something big that happened Friday night yeah. during the Oriole game that we didn't really talk about. Um, Trey Mancini Trey getting hurt? Trey Mancini getting hurt. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. what's the deal with that six inches of padding, of no padding underneath for the brick? Is there a reason for that? Uh, I, I would imagine that it, there's a it, reason. I'm working, I work with interior designers a lot, and they do a lot of stupid things. <laughs> because it looks good. Is that what we've got going on here? Did did an interior designer mess this thing up? I mean, mess it up. I mean, in 12 years, no one's cared at all about it. But now, all of a sudden, one person gets hurt. And it probably um, won't happen again another 50 years. You mean 25 years or whatever? Oh, you yeah, could say the same years. thing about, yeah, the, rubber, yeah, about uh, the rubber mat. One deck one, mat. One guy slipped on that. Yeah, I'm saying they're going to do something about it. Who cares? Leave it there. Because it's going to be another 100 years before someone gets hurt on it. So well, I don't care. 25 years. Okay, once if if it hurts somebody once every twenty five years, I don't care about it. But fine, everyone make a big deal about it and do something about it. I I don't know cosmetically. Can you see it from? I I never even noticed, and <laughs> yeah, you didn't you can, either. You I didn't can, notice. You either. can see it, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Is that how all stadiums are? I don't know. There's a lot of questions about that. every stadium. <laughs> I mean, every stadium's different. And it ha- that's one thing we've learned this year. Like in some stadiums, you can run into the tarp and still catch it and reach behind the tarp. So it that's just weird things about baseball i guess yeah i just hope that they keep saying well he might be back tomorrow he might be back tomorrow i think because every test they do has like came positive like there's nothing wrong yeah except is he, for, is he a strawberry except for punctures he had punctures i mean he had stitches he, oh, had, it, he did broke have, skin huh yeah he had stitches oh. yeah uh, i'd be i'd be out for the year if that happened to that's me. that's what i'm saying <laughs> right. and he like hobbled off like it would be like bring out the cart bring out <laughs> <Yeah>. the cart <laughs> I got a boo-boo. Bring out the cart. <laughs> well, that's just me. I don't even want to look at the stitches or I'd be out for another month okay. just from looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> you play in center field. You walk over there, pass out. You right. both got to come out of the game. would <laughs> be like, he's getting the stitches out tomorrow and then he'll be ready to play. And then I just look at the stitches and then I'm like, oh, another month. Put me on for another 30-day disabled list. But the stitches are out. I know, but I'm still sick from looking at it. <laughs> I can't get that picture out of my mind. <laughs> yep. Would you do you want the Orioles to tank at this point? No, not at this point. Not, do, you, do you have a do you have a t- t- can we play Derek Jeter talking about tanking? Yeah. Do we have this clip? Do you have it? Available? I don't. I don't have that clip. Okay. Right never mind. We don't have to play. Mic. Do you have the quotes? We we. I mean, we don't have to play it. But it was just interesting on HBO. Derek Jeter talking about tanking, and this is something that right. He was on Real Sports with Brian Gumble. This is something that I always I think is tricky for ownership and management to say. It's a normally it's a we're trying NBA to conversation. lose. Yeah, but now I mean, tanking. Tanking is not trying your hardest to win ball games every day. We're trying to win ball games every day. If you trade your best players in exchange for prospects, um, it's unlikely you're going to win more games True. in the immediate future. When you take the field, you have an opportunity to win each and every day. Each and every day. You never tell your team that they're expected to lose. Never. Not now, so you can think. Now, now, I can't tell you how you think. Like, I see your mind. I see. That's how you think. I don't think like that. That's your mind. No, I get like that, that. But I, I guess not in so many ways. But words. you don't. But you don't get it. I do. You don't. 
We have two different minds. I can't wait to get you on the golf course, man. We- <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> I like how his conclusion is that you have because you think that that your mind's weak. Like you, you just have a weak mind. Yeah, yeah. For right. thinking, you that. don't understand what I, I got going on. I here. I can't wait to do mental jujitsu on you out in the golf course because the way you think. I mean, what, what, what a, what a load of crap that is. And Derek Jeter, and and this is why people are already. I can, can we do a couple of notes about people who are saying? I saw a couple people tweeting out after Manny Machado another another two run home run game, all that two two run home run games in a week, and still is only the co player of the week. But whatever, two solo home runs, right? Two solos, yeah. You did said it, two run home runs, but we, he hasn't right. don't have any of those. But did, did two, it help his team win? Two solo home runs in two games in a week. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Four four, home, four, four home RBIs. Runs four home runs. Four RBI. Four, yeah. Isn't it four home runs in uh, four games? Yeah. Something like that. But, uh, but but meanwhile, the guy in Old Rochester saying, "Call me when you hit forty RBIs." Yeah, <laughs> that's in fair. one game. But but the but people are saying, "Well, now trade Mandy because his stock has never been higher." Couple things here. Number one, you don't trade people in April, so <laughs> his stock <laughs> will go higher. His stock will yeah, his stock is really non-existent right now because no one knows who's a buyer or who's a seller. In reality, it was a lot higher around this time last year. If he can, if he can, don't say it's never been higher because it has been higher. Oh, I think it, it will never be higher than it is right now. Is yes, the quote. moving forward. Right. Yes, yeah. But I, I don't think that's true either because there's no buyers in April. Right. So you have to have buyers to have then be, right. be, 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 be sellers. Though I think if he continues to play like this, I think it will have the value that he had probably last year, equal sure. to if not greater than last year. Because remember, last year first half he really struggled. Mm-hmm. This year he's gangbusters. Uh, right. But the other thing is, before you go ahead and say you want to trade Man and you want to and you want to trade Scope because this conversation and you want to say Britain because this conversation is going to happen. We can only have it now because we have plenty of time to ha- to have this conversation. But it's going to happen. But be, be be before you do that, stop using the Cubs and Astros examples and maybe talk about the Marlins for a second as an example because <laughs> I think that's more reflection. I mean, the Marlins are are done. The Marlins fans are fed up with that franchise. Oh, certainly. Um, they're done. They're fed up. No, Marlon, Marlon Mann is done with that franchise, isn't he? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's he's trying he's, to sue him. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I I think Oriole fans are a little bit too when trade everybody, get a bunch of prospects, and then we'll be good again. Are too naive with this whole yeah. thing. It's the same We've people who complain about Dan Duquette all the time, like this management sucks, Peter Angelo sucks. Yet he's doing like the most simplest. Thing for any manner, any GM to do, like keep the status quo. What's really hard to do in a, in a GM is to go all in, right? Use the right pieces, m- maneuver the right pieces to go all in, right? Or to do the opposite, to 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 rebuild and kind of start from scratch. Those two things are really hard. What's easy is just kind of maintain the the, the, the status quo. And so, if you think Dan Duquette sucks and Peter Angelo sucks at maintaining that the, the the status quo, but you think that they can do a rebuild perfectly and right and turn into the Cubs or Astros like you're insane if you think that and so a little dose of reality that a no one gets traded in April so we're not selling in April stop saying it and 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 b even if you where this is not a video game world where you'll get a bunch of top 100 prospects and you'll be good in three years this is not how it works in reality and and that means you would have to trade for the right guys develop the right guys um and have them actually turn into good ma- major leaguers all are huge ifs Especially, especially with, with the Orioles, with its history, yeah, with the history <laughs> right. of the Orioles, because we we we're really good at developing. Yeah, and another thing that bothers me on on Twitter now, I I'm off Twitter and I can't go on it because it annoys me so much. Even when good things happen, I'm annoyed. Like the Mancini, like the um the Machado home runs. Why is it every time Manny Machado does anything good, someone has to tweet? Actually, everyone has to tweet something about him either leaving or about how we should pay him the money. 
Why can't we just kind of enjoy Manny Machado enjoy the moment. doing what he does without talking about next year all the time? Like, I get it's an important issue and we need to decide what to do with Manny, but can we just, for one freaking second, enjoy a home run because without the, talking about internet. how he's gone already? It's the internet. People like to be negative. All right, Manny Machado at shortstop. It makes no sense, as Bert mentioned before. It's It's crazy from a team perspective that you would try to put multiple players out of position like that to appease one person. Am I crazy that I think the only reason they're doing that is because someone in the warehouse thinks that they actually have a shot to sign Manny Machado? Because if you don't, I'm not saying I think they have a shot, but someone, Dan Duquette, Brady Anderson, Buck Showalter, uh, Peter uh, Angelos, John Angelos, what's the other guy, Lou Angelos? One of these guys, someone must, Is it, it could be two ways, either... They really believe that they can sign Manny and they want to keep Manny happy at shortstop. Or has Buck Showalter lost control of this team and Manny Machado's running gets to play wherever he wants? Is this the, the, the players doing whatever they want? I think he called the shot. I think Manny called the shot. I, I mean, yes, Manny called the shot, but why is it allowed? I, I mean, I think, I think it doesn't have to be either. I think it could be. This is insane. But maybe... It's best for the team to have Manny Machado at shortstop. Is that possible that you get more opportunities at shortstop? You can have a bigger impact on the game at shortstop. So you want your best player playing shortstop? Except, is except, that possible? Except you and didn't it's also have a third what Manny baseman. Wants? You didn't yeah, have a third baseman. He it was always going to be his position when JJ uh, Hardy left, right? Yes, that was right. always the, the plan. But then the, the, it was poorly planned to not have somebody else ready to play third base. Right. If that was the plan, and you have Mike Mustakis sitting out there in free agency. Why didn't you call him? He was a third baseman sitting out there forever. Because wow. because we have Tim Beckham under contract for the next three years, and that's a tough conversation to have with Tim Beckham after you had an awesome year year year, year for us, an awesome um, an awesome month month. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his numbers at the end of the day, they were still good, but, even though right, he struggled. Fine, the a good two months. Right, he was still only here with, for two months. You know who? You know who's playing third base for the uh, Atlanta Braves? Ryan Flaherty. Until today when they said Ryan Flaherty is going to now be a back to the bench because they have signed Jose Batista as their everyday third base. Just because you're good for a month doesn't mean you're the everyday third baseman. I saw they signed him for the minor league. They called him up. They're, get, they're, they're about to call him up That's or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think this says that the Orioles think they have a chance of signing him. And I also don't think like because you're giving a player what the player wants, that means you lost control of the locker room. But but when but Manny moving the short hurts your team. I I don't I don't was, think it does. But okay. Beckham did was Beckham a better shortstop than a third baseman? He was a subpar shortstop. Everyone you're, you're acting like he was JJ Hardy at shortstop. No, he he had flaws at shortstop. He was not a great shortstop. But is he? But he's worse at third. What in 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 in, in the three weeks he's been there? Yes, yes. <laughs> and and he's trying to play second base tonight. Yeah, he's bad at second. So he base. can't even be, get in a consistent position. So how is Tim Beckham supposed to get good at third when you have to move him around all the time? No, I'm not blaming him. You know, and, no. and Tim Beckham's a likable guy and all no, that. No, it all comes down to not having a plan poor to, management. Move, to move Manny to third. But, but from from JJ, and you're right, even when J.J. Hardy got hurt two or three years ago, Manny moved and played a lot of shortstop. Mm-hmm. The plan was always for Manny to eventually move, move to shortstop. Now that it happens, you guys are all like, whoa, what's going on? Well, again, it, it was always poor, the plan. Poor planning, well, though. Then what's Tim Beckham doing here? Right. Why did they sign him for three years if they knew Manny was going to play shortstop because next year? Here's the problem. The problem is Manny leaves after this season. Who plays shortstop next season? Tim Beckham. 
then what was the point of teaching him to play third base? Well, now you actually have flexibility. If he turns into a good third baseman, you could you could make him a third baseman or shortstop. So you have the flexibility to go out there and sign a but shortstop don't tell or me, third baseman. Don't tell me that that Beckham. That so, so they fell Beckham, backwards into a right. good plan that they weren't planning on yeah. in the first place. Don't tell me that. Beckham wasn't good enough last year to be your everyday shortstop, so you're moving Manny, but that Beckham will be your shortstop next year after a year at a different position. It's poor planning. I I think that this team is better with, with Manny Machado at shortstop, but even if they're worse, and even if this was run by Manny Machado, and I know you guys don't like to to, to think about this, but this is the day and age that we live in with sports. No, where, this makes LeBron a jerk. Where the athletes are more important than the coaches. It's just the reality of it is. Manny Machado is more valuable to this team, sorry guys, than Buck Showalter. And you hate that because you love Buck Showalter so much. Oh, I don't hate but, that. But no, the, the players right. are right. more valuable than the coaches. Yes, it should be. Yes. Who cares who the manager is? But the players, That's what I'm saying. Nobody buys a manager's jersey. Exactly. But we you know agree. What, but what's more important than how Manny plays is wins and losses. Your team winning is more important than your player hitting, uh, hitting solo home runs. And is having your star player being happy playing the most p- important p- p- position in, on the field and having him happy doesn't – and he's playing, as we talked about, lights out. Yeah. Doesn't that help you win games? He's had some struggles at short. Okay. He, he's having okay. – he's, well he's also made some amazing plays at short. Is there any coincidence that Manny moves to short and your defense goes to crap as a team? And Jonathan Scope's hurt. Yeah, that stuff, all that stuff yeah, hurts your defense. Scope hurt does hurt. I will give you the scope. And we have a Rule 5 guy playing in right field every night. And Trey, and Trey Mancini, Mancini just went down. And, well, and, uh, and Trey Mancini, when he's out there, is not. And Chan Sisko can't catch up. Pop fly in foul territory. Oh, but he, but he can throw runners out. He can oh, do that. I, that's been fun to watch. Right, right. All this time we didn't know that Chan Sisko's problem was pop flies when we heard he was poor defense. Would you trade bad at pop flies for gunning out runners trying to steal bases? Yeah. I don't care about pop flies. <laughs> I, I would, but here's how you fix it. Chris Davis runs up there and gets it. Beckham runs up there and gets it. You don't. You just don't let your – you know what? Maybe you even let a pitcher once in a while catch a pop fly. You fix it by don't let chance go after pop flies. But but this is normal stuff. I feel like, like, I feel like the, the first one was – there was a gust of wind. Like, that ball was moving because of the wind. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he all of a sudden lost. Like, that ball was like 10 feet away from him. And the other one was between that fell. I'm talking about this happened a week ago, but let's talk about it. That fell between Cisco and, and Beckham. And that's the two guys who haven't played with each other. One guy who just dropped a fly ball, so he's feeling a little bit self-conscious. The, the other guy not knowing. So, I mean, those things happen, especially early in the season where there's a miscommunication. So, I don't, I don't put any stock in. I think it's just a... Uh, a weird thing, and if if he drops another f- pop up this entire season, I would be surprised. Yeah, I think it's just one of those weird things in baseball. Though it's these cold weather games in April, I, I that's d- what I keep saying. I do think there's, <laughs> I do think cold weather is bad for baseball. It's bad for the fans. Unless base. it's October, we we all hate seeing the players all bundled up. There's no way the pitchers are gripping the ball as comfortable as they're used to it. I I I. I'm intrigued by it because it has been that cold as a fan going to games. And you see them dressed like ninjas out there, but. It's the same exact weather. Bank it's going to be in October when when the best teams are yes, playing. So, you know, why it doesn't, it, if you can't play well now, you're not going to play well in October. It doesn't matter in October. What are you talking about? It only matters in October. No, no. The, the, the difference is in October, you are amped up. You are in uh, your best condition. You've been playing all season. And you have more breaks in between games. And here you're seeing in April and you're seeing 
more games in a row that you're playing in the coldest weather. What if we played 20 games, 25 games? I think two of them have been above 50 degrees. It's been ridiculous. Baseball players are the biggest sissies. I, I mean, who cares? Play, play in the snow. They do all the other sports. Toughen up. Yeah. Well, what, how, how cold do you think it was when old Rochester just beat uh, Cristo Ray up correct. there in Massachusetts? It's cold for both teams. Yeah. Playing the same conditions. Did you, did you hear them crying about how cold it was? They beat them 82 to nothing. Though yeah. I bet the other team was crying about the cold. I, 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 I told you guys on Friday night, I've got the solution. Everyone thinks domes is the solution. That's not the solution. The solution is you re- we replace all those big LED lights with giant heaters. <laughs> so we just warm up the entire place. I was saying play the first month of the season at the spring training complexes. No, I, but I, I'd say why not take the month of April? And for the month of April, the Orioles go do all the West Coast teams. And they play down south. And you have some long stretches on the road the first two weeks of baseball. Well, they, they if, try to do that. If you're in, You try to do that. Yeah. The Orioles have played at home. At that would Houston. never fly. That would never fly because at all New those York West Coast teams would lose out on home games towards the end of the yeah. season uh, it's, just it's, because they're in warmer it's weather. It's not balanced and It fair. has to be balanced and equal. You just got to – how's it – baseball schedules are anything but balanced oh, and just, equal. I don't understand, Josh. Just wear a jacket and, and wear a hat and toughen up. That's what I do. All right. But I don't see what the problem is. I'm just saying it's, it's been an not, unusually cold, yeah, cold period too. I'm just waiting for the leaves to come back on my trees. Just wait until global warming hits. <laughs> I thought that was here. I thought that this was the point. <laughs> no, this is just you wait. This is just climate change, which will be followed by global warming, and then or the ice age, and then we'll all be or the ice age. Let's hope for global warming in terms of baseball, though. Wait, year round, pretty soon. All right, uh, Bert, you got anything in the other, else in the show notes that, that we missed out on that we need to talk um, about? <laughs> no, we've tried to talk less about the Orioles sucking this man. week. Not really. Any update on uh, Danny Farquhar, Chicago? That's say he's scary. He's in critical condition. That's crazy. Yeah. That's scary. That's scary. It reminded me of, like, remember uh, Dave Dravecki breaking his arm yeah. in the middle of a game? Turns out he had cancer or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was ugly, too. Anyway. Yeah, that's no good. Even though his freak injury happened, yeah, with the, these. Well, you don't, the, yeah. The, especially the, somewhere with a brain. Uh, yeah, aneurysm, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, we, we, hope he, we hope he recovers. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and on that note. <laughs> on that downer, let's get out. And let's hope the Orioles recover. <laughs> right. Who would, would you, would rather, you rather have an aneurysm or be playing for the Orioles? Who should be the starting catcher right now? Chancisco or Caleb Joseph? A lot of people jumping off the Caleb Joseph bandwagon and turning into Chancisco. Yeah. Who was, I was told over and over again by the reporters that he's the backup catcher. Right. Even though he's better than the starting catcher. Uh, Caleb, I'm a Caleb Joseph guy. No, but if, the, I, if, if I, they're really tanking, it should be Chancisco every day. Get him all the experience you can get right now. No, if you're really tanking, you want a high draft pick, so you play Caleb Joseph every day because he works. <laughs> and I'm saying you play Caleb Joseph because I think he gets more out of the pitchers and gives the pitchers more confidence. And you, I don't know if that's real or anything, but I always think Caleb Joseph does helps the pitchers. I think the first four first three pitchers in our rotation have enough confidence. I think it's the other two we need to worry about. How many more starts do I have to watch at Chris Tillman? Kit and Caleb Joseph isn't going to do anything that's going to help Chris Tillman. Tillman did any on what, Saturday? All Tillman did was earn a few more starts. It was so frustrating. I yes. wanted him to blow up so bad. What? I wouldn't give up 100 runs because then we'd never see him. Well, the problem is that four, was the worst four case runs, scenario. six innings is 
better than we've seen from I know. Uh, Cobb, right? It's the worst possible outcome of that game. <laughs> the worst possible outcome. Unless it's something. Hopefully he's building on that. Yeah. Hopefully next Either he time. builds on it. I want to, one way or the other. Either build on it or completely blow up. Right, yeah. Because I this, want you gone. Right. It's this lukewarmness. You I don't want in the middle. five runs in five innings is a disaster. Don't give me five runs in five innings. Right. Give me 15 runs in three innings or give me six innings of three runs. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. You can follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, write us a review on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert at Bert Brody. You can follow Josh at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.